All right, we're going to break down the top 10 quarterbacks of 2020. So we're going to start with number 10. And Mr. Lamar Jackson, he had a strong beginning of the season, pretty crappy middle, ended fairly well. Uh, but he's all going to be based, I think, upon his legs uh, because, you know, his arm hasn't really been helping him out over his team the last couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, that moves into um, our man number nine. Yeah, number nine, we had Justin Herbert. Uh, had a pretty consistent season the whole way through. Uh, great, lively arm, great rookie season, set all sorts of records for a rookie quarterback coming in. Uh, stealing the spotlight from some of the bigger names like Joey Burrow and Tua Tunga Viola. Uh, one of the things that concerns me going forward about Justin Herbert, however, is the change in coaching. Uh, and they're getting some pieces back on defense. So I think he benefited a lot from having to play from behind this past year, uh, inflating those numbers. So we'll, we'll discuss that more when we get into our rankings for 2021. Well, then number eight, you know, we have Tom Brady, obviously uh, clutched in the playoffs. He had a great year, uh, a lot of injuries for the Buccaneers this year, especially the receivers. So it was hard to see who was on the field and he was throwing to. I think this year coming up, you know, it'll be a little bit of a different team, but um, he's still going to be solid. He's still going to be able to, to, to get you those 20, 25 points each and every week. He might hit you with a, a big week, but he's just going to be consistent. Um, and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm excited for this next year to see how a 42, 43-year-old is going to do. Oh, you mentioned the key word there of consistency, which brings us to our next guy at number seven. The guy that no one really ever wants to draft, no one really ever wants on their team, but he's the guy that gets you consistent points week in and week out, and that's Ryan Tannehill at number seven. Uh, does it with his feet and can do it with his arms. He's got some good weapons. He's got Mr. Reliable, A.J. Brown. Uh, and I think the big factor for him is anytime you got Derrick Henry involved in an offense, that play-action offense is going to work, and I think that's where Tannehill has really benefited from. Uh, in this past season. I think going forward, he can be a guy that you can lean on as well. Well, then it was the MVP for 12 weeks, it looked like, and Russell Wilson, uh, but he uh, yeah, well, too bad. Too bad the season him. isn't only 12 weeks, right? <laughs> I know. I mean, it, it, I couldn't believe, you know, the, the man that uh, could run everywhere and could do everything has to blame his offensive line everywhere he goes. Um, but he was running for his life, and, you know, he had some great receivers. I mean, Lockett uh, had an amazing year, um, and, you know, overall his offense is, is has got weapons like nobody's business. Um, but he didn't have a great last couple of weeks, uh, especially, you know, the playoffs. That's where you really want him for, and he just really was terrible in the playoffs that really hurt his team and, of course, your fantasy team. Yeah, I can't even imagine how many fantasy uh, owners thought they were going to win a championship with Russ and then didn't even end up making the playoffs, maybe. Uh, bringing us to not making the playoffs, poor Mr. Deshaun Watson at number five fantasy ranking for quarterbacks. Uh, he probably made a lot of people the fantasy playoffs, but he hasn't been in the playoffs himself uh, since the previous season and not sure what the future is going to hold for him with a uh, contract debate and wanting out of Houston, uh, wherever he does land, whether he does continue to play in Houston, or if he ends up in a place like Miami, he is going to be a big time fantasy guy in 2021. And uh, we look forward to talking about him in a little bit here. 
Well, number four, you know, Pat Mahomes uh, had another great year. Um, you know, obviously he was injured in the last part of the season, which uh, really hurt his his fantasy value at the end. But he's always one of those guys that's the number one pick. You know, he's always one of those people that you can always uh, count on, rely on. Uh, so I, I see another big, strong uh, year uh, for him and, um, and for the Kansas City Chiefs again. Oh, absolutely. He's he's the kind of guy that you would have expected to be in this top three. Uh, going into this season, 2020, not very many people expected this number three to be in the top 10. And some people didn't even expect him to finish starting the season after they drafted his replacement in the first round of the rookie draft. And that's our guy, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Father Time himself had a career year in touchdown passes uh, was Mr. Reliable and Consistency, consistently put up 20-plus points week in and week out. Uh, future, we don't know what that's going to look like going forward. Um, can he hold it up? Uh, can he can maintain consistency? Can he keep doing what he did? Or is he going to have that inevitable drop-off? And that's something we'll talk about a little bit later. Well, I can tell you who did predict it. It was me last year. I, I was all in on Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, I think it's every other year for Aaron. Uh, and that goes well, you to, need to uh, you need to have a conversation with Matt Lafleur. Then that's uh, true, very true. Uh, but Kyler, Kyler Murray, uh, another one of those Lamar Jackson, great with his legs, but he did have um, some great throws and some big touchdowns this year uh, that really helped bump his fantasy value up. Uh, again, was injured a little bit as well, you know, so that that kind of really, of course, hurt his value, but. Um, you know, he is so dynamic on the field that I would not want to not have him. I know that's so grammatically correct, but I would love to have Kyler Murray on the, my team uh, each and every season just because of the dual threat that he provides. Absolutely. And speaking of dual threat, that brings us to number one, the stallion himself, Josh Allen. Uh I knew going into this year, he was going to bring a lot of value with a, a lower end ADP. I think he had an ADP of uh, QB 11, maybe eighth round uh, draft value on him. Uh, I knew he was going to bring a lot of value with that. I did not expect for him to have the type of season he had in the air. Uh, I thought he was going to provide a lot on the ground, but he had quite the stellar year in the air connecting with his guy, Stefan Diggs and, uh, Cole Beasley and some other weapons they have over there in Buffalo uh, going forward with his size, his ability, his skill set, and his improved passer accuracy. He could be one of these top three uh, dynasty QBs for fantasy football going forward. He was the, uh, the man this year. Well, now it's going to come to our segment of who would you pick or who will you pick? I should say. That's your name. Well, forgot your own name. I forgot my own name. I mean, it's 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 so easy to do so sometimes, I guess. Um, (laughs) But I'm going to start with my number one for this year. You know, Josh Allen had an amazing year. You know, we all saw Russ and and all those guys that we talked about earlier. But I'm going to go with the with the tried and true, right? The tried and true that it is, and that is. Mr. Joe Burrow, okay? Joe Burrow was amazing for so many, all right? He was he was dominating until he got destroyed. And I think that this year, Joe Burrow is just going to have to throw the ball because they can't run. And so he's just going to be throwing the ball all over the field, and they're going to be down. It's going to be one of those Blake Bortles years 
where he leads the, the league in yards, uh, but his team is like god awful. So I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. Why? Why is it that I knew that somehow you were going to get a Blake Portals reference into the top five QBs of 2021? I just Listen, somehow the man knew you were a top Burrow. five backup. He's got to be. <laughs> You are, uh, I think you are off your meds for taking Joe Burrow as your number one QB for 2021. Number one? Did I, did I hear you right? You're going to take him number one? Number one. I, yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what I said. I said that he's going to have to be throwing the ball a lot. Uh, they're going to be down the entire game. And you got to go with some some weird you know, technology or some weird thought process when it comes to this, that they're going to have a guy throwing the ball the entire time. I, I get your logic there. We'll, we'll see how that pans out. Uh, I'm going to go with someone that has actually, you know, tried and true. You went with that route, and I thought you were going to say Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going Patrick Mahomes. I think uh, Josh Allen is going to continue to have another stellar year. Uh, his big frame, big size, I think keeps him, and I'm going to knock on some wood here, I, keep, I think it keeps him relatively injury-proof. Uh, which is going to get you those 16 and possibly this coming season, 17 games uh, out of him. Uh, he's going to have the run game still going. He's going to continue this passing attack that he's had going. I think that's just going to improve better and better. And if they can actually draft him a running back back there to give him an outlet to even get some more passes and maybe even benefit from a play action attack, kind of like Mr. Tannehill does. Uh, I think those numbers could improve. Although I am a little bit worried that we will see some, uh, uh, what's it called? Some movement in the negative direction, some negative correction as far as, you know, the career stellar year he had. Can he maintain it? I'm going to bet that he does. All right. Well, I mean, if you want to go safe, you go safe, I guess. So um, I'm going to go safe on number two. And I'm going to go Pat Mahomes. Uh, you know, I think that he is, is still going to be dominating, throwing the ball over the field. Um, I do like, uh, you know, Hardman this year, I think he's going to have a pretty good year. Um, he's been in the league for a while now, and I think he's getting his feet underneath him. And if you have him and Hill, uh, you can't beat that one-two punch uh, really right now as far as just speed and the ability to you know have the best quarterback in, in the game right now throwing to you. Um, Pat Mahomes is my number two. He, and that's exactly my number two. Um, ADP-wise, the, the top two, three players here, except for yours. I think Joey Burrow, you'll be able to get pretty late. In hey, I mean, that's, that's why, that's why you don't go for quarterback right away. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I never draft quarterback early. Um, that's why I, I would never probably end up with a Josh Allen or a Patrick Mahomes on my team. Uh, this year going in, I kind of was leaning towards Kyler Murray in the eighth round. If he was there, seventh round, he was there. He had an ADP of five. Uh, that wasn't a viable option. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is the number two guy here uh, based on what, what he will inevitably do. Well, I'll piggyback on what you said about Josh Allen dynamic, um, you know, has a good offense. They're just going to get better and more acquainted to each other. Um, but he just that dual threat that actually, you know, can throw the ball real well and can use his legs to, to score a couple touchdowns um, to get you some, some, uh, some nice, easy points uh, each and every week. Absolutely. Uh, that's why I had him at the top. Uh, and this is the guy at number three that I thought about maybe flirting with at number two or number one. Uh, his ADP is going to skyrocket this year. Uh, his values there. Uh, I've, I've got Kyler Murray at number three. He's going to get his, uh, 
He's going to get you the points every week. He's going to have that safe baseline with his rushing yards. Uh, I think Arizona is going to get that offense back together. Now, for as far as draft value, he's not going to give you a whole lot of that. You're going to need to get him going every week to get the value out of him. But he is the number three guy for 2021. Sounds good. That's good. Well, I think that there will be a resurgence, and Russ is going to have another great year. And I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. Um, you know, just an amazing uh, full set of receivers. Uh, you can't beat throwing the ball uh, to Tyler Lockett deep. Um, and now, because I'm talking right now, I forgot everything as far as the, the top receiver. But, you know, overall, they have a team that um, that is so dangerous. And then, of course, they just need a defense. So because of that, he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. I think they're going to have uh, one of the top offenses this next year, and I think they're going to figure it out. So you are confident that Russell Wilson will be a Seattle Seahawk next year? I am. I just don't think that I, – I, I don't think that they'll find a, a trade partner that's going to give them what they want. Um, I know that they've been flirting with the Deshaun Watson thing and everything else in this world, but I just don't think they're going to get what they want unless they just want to blow it all up, uh, which is a strong possibility. Yeah, um, but I, I think that they're going to make Russ happy and they're going to make it happen. They're going to let him cook. Um, That's right. So at number four, this is where things kind of take a twist and turn for me. Uh, you've got I've got players on the board like Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, your guy, Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, even Tom Brady. Uh, I am actually not going to put either of Herbert or Aaron Rodgers here. Uh, I feel they both have a little bit of negative regression coming their way. Um, I think that they're going to not be able to keep, especially Rodgers. He had such an outstanding year. I don't think he's going to have, I think it's going to tail off a little bit. Herbert, I'm up in the air about because they do have a new coaching staff coming in there. Uh, the defense is going to get healthy, maybe keep them in games a little bit more. So where he's not having to play from behind kind of the opposite of what you think with Burrow. Uh, and that's why in this spot, I'm going with Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's in line for some positive regression here. He let a lot of people down. A lot of people that draft him in the first round, second round. Uh, I think that ADP will probably take a little bit of a dip this year. You could probably get him in the third, fourth, maybe even fifth. Uh, and I think he is going to have that positive regression where he is going to be running more. I think they're going to get that offense tailored a little bit, bit, bit more suited for him as far as his abilities. And I think he's going to have a better year and earn that number four spot for me. Sounds good. I know that uh, we have a friend that decided to put an $80 on him on a, uh, um, on a draft and, and uh, you know, Option. he went all in on, on Jackson and, and he did not – he paid the price. He was the worst team in the league. So that was, that sometimes was it's hard to go after a guy like that. Um, my final one is I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't see him regressing uh, this year. I agree with you that it's not going to be as good as he was last year, um, but I do think he's going to get some help receiver-wise um, this year coming up. And I think that they're going to actually – I hope the Packers don't you know, mess this one up. I think they're actually going to draft a wide receiver this year and maybe get a good one um, with all the other needs of everybody else. So I, I do see them getting a, a rookie receiver to help um, them uh, and be more dynamic. And, and Tanya is one of the best tight ends, young tight ends that I've seen in a while. 
Our good um, friend Tanya so Harvey. with him and those other and everybody else, I don't I don't see him regressing as much. I see that. And that's, I, I did want to maybe slot Aaron Rodgers here at number five also, because I love the guy. I think, I think he's going to have an outstanding year. I just think there's going to be someone that has a little bit more of an outstanding year and is going to fall into the top five of QBs. Uh, and that's someone that's maybe off a lot of people's radars. And I'm putting him here specifically because of his ADP, his draft value. You're probably going to be able to get him in the ninth round, eighth round. And that's Jalen hurts. He's going to give you what a Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen gives you. Granted, he only had that four-game sample space, uh, but he did set some records in that four-game stretch. Uh, I think he did give us a glimpse of what he can do when given the keys to the car. And with Wentz gone, uh, even with a new coaching staff in there, I think he's going to be a guy that they're not going to win games. I don't think they're going to win games, which is going to be good for fantasy. I think he's going to be relied upon a lot to – do what he did in those four games and he's going to rack up a lot of points. And one thing I do want to mention also is that they brought in a coach uh, who is used to building. They brought in an offense or I'm sorry, the offensive coordinator who was used to building teams around players. And I think that's why they specifically brought him in is to kind of build an offense around Jalen hurts and kind of emphasize uh, what he does excel at. So that's my number five guy and who I'm going to be specifically targeting because these first four guys, one, two, three, and four, uh, unless they fall into your lap in a draft, you're, you're investing high draft capital in them. Uh, I like to personally in, invest lower draft capital on someone that is going to return points. And that's why I'm going to be targeting Jalen hurts in my drafts. And I want to stick him here at number five. So you, you should talk to the graphic person before you make your picks. <laughs> I got to throw Joe Burrow in right there. Number five, just to make it at least somebody that no one knows. I mean, you're killing me here. Yeah, you uh, but the blank and throw a, an eagle in there or something. I mean, I guess I should have just—I should have been prepared for an eagle. I guess that's what it is. But I, I should have uh, the hint to put a John Cougar Mellencamp image there because <laughs> it's going to hurt so good. That's right. Well, I—I I, I agree with you. He, he, there's nothing else there, and he so he's got to start, yep. which is always helpful. And he does have um, some mobility that help him, um, but he doesn't like to use it, you know, as much, which I think. As you pointed out, he might have to use. A little yeah, bit I think he's going to be here, forced gonna have to that. rely on him a lot. Yeah. Um, but that was who will you pick? I got it right this time. There you go. Um, and uh, that was that was that was I I enjoyed going through those five quarterbacks. I enjoyed uh, hearing what you had to say because you know we all know the number one is going to be Joe Burrow this year. All right, <laughs> that's that just has how it's going to happen. Just slightly ahead of Blake Bortles, right? Just, just slightly. I mean, it is very, very close. And if this is your first time listening, which this is our first ever recording, so it is, uh, Will is a big, big UCF guy. So Blake Bortles is very near and dear to his heart. This probably will not be the last, uh, near the last time you hear a Blake Bortles reference. Listen, man, rocket arm, 6'5". Amazing. <laughs> uh, so what are we going to hit next time? Uh, running backs, wide receivers? I think we go running backs next time. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, so thanks, we'll guys, for listening. We'll see you soon. Yeah, take it easy, guys.